Good morning. John chapter 20. It's going to follow on from the, uh, the talk for the children, really, because um, we're thinking about a man who can't see. He's got, he's got good eyesight. He just can't see what's in front of him at all. Let's just pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what it contains. Father God, we ask that you would open this up and that we might see the Lord Jesus Christ for who he is. For your glory's sake, we ask it. Amen. Right, where was Thomas? Where was Thomas the week before when Jesus appeared to his disciples? Where was he? I've got no idea. I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to speculate. I don't know where he was. He was off somewhere. He wasn't there, but he missed out on something really big, didn't he? He missed out on Jesus returning and appearing to his disciples. Uh, and the, the rest of the disciples, they were excited, uh, and rightly so. They were delighted. And I'm sure they couldn't wait to tell Thomas. And I'm sure the first thing he did when Thomas came back was, hey, Jesus appeared to us on Sunday. You should have been there. And Thomas, he's not having any of it, is he? He's not having any of it at all. He says, unless I see the hands, sorry, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. God, what determination, isn't it? What determination? I want to stick my fingers in the holes. Who would do that? Seriously, would you? Would you want to? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to stick my fingers in anybody's holes, to be quite honest with you. Nasty. And yet I can't blame him, really. I can't blame him. You know, a, a long time ago, when I was about uh, 14, sort of 14 to round about 18, I, I was really interested in monster films. Okay? And, uh, you know, Dracula and, and zombies and, and uh, those sorts of films, yeah? And, and I really loved the 1930s horror films. Fantastic. You know, Bela Lugosi was Dracula, yeah? And Boris Karloff. And, uh, uh, Al, was it something John... Chani Jr., Al Chani Jr., The Wolfman, yeah, great films, you know, terribly made, terrible special effects, but fantastic to watch, yeah, and I loved them, but unless you watch films like that, the dead don't come back, you know, they do in those films, and in zombie films, but not in real life, the dead don't come back, when you're dead, you're dead, that's it. You don't come back. We read in the Bible, it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. You don't get another chance and another chance and another chance because you come back a few times. You get your one chance, and then it's the judgment. A week later, we, we read in the, in the text up there, um, eight days later, the Jews count days a little bit different to the way we count days. We'd say, starting today, we'd say, next Sunday is seven days away, wouldn't we? Uh, for the Jews, next Sunday is eight days away because today is day one. So Monday is day two, Tuesday is day three, and by the time you get to Sunday, it's day eight. Okay? So they, they count inclusively. Um, eight days later, seven days later, the following week, Thomas is there. Okay? He, he's learned his lesson. He's there. He's not going to miss out the second time. And Jesus comes. Uh, and, and Jesus speaks to him. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that Thomas doesn't go and stick his fingers in the holes. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Thomas just sees Jesus and seeing Jesus is enough. And he bows, and he worships, and I'm pretty sure he's ashamed of what he said the week before. 
Jesus spoke to him and said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Yeah? What proof do you need that Jesus is risen from the dead? What proof do you need that Jesus is risen from the dead? For, for Thomas, it wasn't enough to be told. He wanted to see. He wanted to see it for himself. Uh, he had all his friends telling him that Jesus had risen, and yet he refused to believe them. Hearing wasn't enough. He wanted to see. He wanted to touch. What about you this morning? Have you already believed that Jesus has risen from the dead? Or is just hearing about it not enough for you? People in this church have told you that Jesus has risen time and time again. I, I know Alan. He'll take every opportunity to tell you that Jesus has risen from the dead. He will. Every Sunday, I should think, he'll be telling you that Jesus has risen from the dead. Should Thomas have believed simply because lots of people had told him the same thing? Well, not necessarily, not just because lots of people have told you the same thing, because uh, just because lots of people tell you the same thing, it doesn't mean that they're right, does it? You know, you've you got, you got millions of Muslims in the world. They'll all tell you more or less the same thing. It doesn't mean they're right. You've you got millions of other people who believe in lots of different things. Confucianism, Buddhism, Hinduism. Did I say Islam just now? I did, didn't I? Yeah, I wouldn't repeat. They'll all tell you more or less the same thing. Just because they're telling you the same thing doesn't mean they're right. What was different then about these people that Thomas was with, that he should have stopped and should have listened to them? What's different about that? You know, it's not so much the people, it's the subject that they are talking about that should have made Thomas stop and listen. Because it's a subject that was important. They're claiming to have seen Jesus. And they're claiming that he rose again from the dead. And their claim is based on who Jesus is. That's what their claim is based on. Jesus is not just anybody who's risen from the dead. Jesus is the Son of God, and he's risen from the dead. And it's believable, and it is different because of who they say Jesus is. Because Jesus is the Son of God. And this separates Christians from everybody else in the world today, doesn't it? It separates Christians from all the other beliefs in the world today. Uh, the other beliefs are based on the teachings of their leaders. Um, Buddhism is based on the teachings of the Buddha. Uh, Islam is based on the teachings of Muhammad. Christianity is based on who Jesus is. Not on his teachings. It's based on who he is. If Jesus is not God, then Christianity falls apart. And uh, what you read in your Bible does not make sense. And what we think about and celebrate at Easter does not make sense if Jesus is not God. He has to be God for this book to make sense. He has to be God for the lives of Christians to make sense. And if he isn't God, then everything we live is a lie and falsehood. The people speaking to Thomas told him that Jesus was alive. Jesus, the Messiah, the one spoken about in the Old Testament. Jesus, the Son of God. They're, they're not telling Thomas about a mere man. They're telling Thomas about God in human form. And God in human form has risen from the dead. The God-man Jesus has risen from the dead. Thomas knows Jesus. 
He spent the last three years with Jesus. And he has seen a number of miracles. And he has heard a lot of teaching that has come out of Jesus' mouth. He's seen water turn into wine in Cana in Galilee. He's seen Jesus heal an official son by simply telling the man that his son would be well and the man going off uh, and finding that his son is made well. Uh, he healed a man at the pool. Thomas is there. Jesus just goes along. He says, pick up your bed, get up and walk. Uh, and Thomas sees him doing it. He feeds 5,000 men. Thomas is there picking up the pieces afterwards. He's collecting a basket full of leftover food. He sees Jesus walking on water. Thomas is in that boat. Thomas is in that boat rowing for nine hours. And Jesus comes walking on the water and suddenly the boat is where they were going to. He healed a man who was born blind. And Thomas is there when the disciples ask him, who is it that sinned, this man or his parents, that he is born blind? He raised Lazarus from the dead. And Thomas is there. He's seen, he's seen Jesus call Lazarus out of the grave. And he's seen Lazarus walk out, wrapped in the grave clothes that he is wearing. Thomas was there. He saw these things. And yet these things don't seem to have been enough for him to believe. They should have been, shouldn't they? Seeing miracles like this, you, you would surely you would believe if you saw miracles like this. Uh, and yet Thomas doesn't. Uh, and he's confused. Uh, and it would seem that, that the rest of the disciples were as well until they'd seen Jesus raised from the dead. What more could Thomas possibly have needed? It seems to me that, that it's not the teachings of Jesus that Thomas has difficulty with. It seems to me that uh, it's not the miracles that Thomas has difficulty with because he's, he's heard the teaching himself. He's seen the miracles himself. And he can't, he can't refute those. It seems to me that it is who Jesus is that Thomas has problems with. This is where Thomas's problems lie. John tells us in the next verses, John 20, verses 30 and 31. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. Jesus did many other things that are not written. Thomas must have seen loads more than John records. Loads and loads more than John records. And yet he still doesn't believe who Jesus is. He hasn't made the connection between the miracles and between Jesus being God. Do you have a problem with who Jesus is this morning? Have you recognized him as being God? Have you recognized him? You've got, you've got to say that, Savior and King. Have you recognized him as being your Savior, as being your King? Mentioned at the beginning that he is sovereign over the world. Have you recognized him as being sovereign over your life as well as just the world? You may ask, how can we be sure of who Jesus is? Because all we have is hearsay. All we have is what people tell us. We can't see it for ourselves. If we were in Thomas's shoes and Jesus rose from the dead and stood in front of us, then, yeah, we'd believe. That wouldn't be a problem. But just telling us doesn't have the same effect. How can we be sure? We have the Bible. You know, we got something better than actually seeing Jesus with our eyes. I'm skeptical, okay? I am incredibly skeptical. If I see a man doing a miracle on television, I don't believe it, 
Okay, I don't. I just look and I think, he's a con man. He's having his own. There's got to be a different explanation. Yeah? And there is, because there's a lot of con men on telly, aren't there? I'm sure I would have done the same with Jesus if I'd seen him doing a miracle from afar. I would have looked and I would have thought, I'm not sure about that. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah? I want to know for sure. And I read, I read in this book, and this book becomes alive, yeah? and it speaks, and it tells me things. And when I read the stories of Jesus, I'm thinking back to the Old Testament where God has said something hundreds of years earlier about what Jesus would do, and Jesus is doing it. We have the Bible. We have God's word. We have God telling us who Jesus is. Not who Jesus was, but who Jesus is, because he is still the Son of God today. Yeah, Who Jesus is. The Bible is all about Jesus. From the very first page, right to the very last page, whatever the last page is in your Bible, it is there from page one right the way through to the end. It's all about Jesus, all about him. God creates the world. He makes a man, man and a woman. Man and woman enjoy the company of God, and then they sin. Uh, and they eat from a tree that they shouldn't eat from. Uh, and there's a problem. They've sinned. They've caused division between God and man. And they can't put it right. Man cannot put it right. God does. He devises a plan. He gives the man a lamb to pay for the sin that he's committed. And for the next few thousand years, that lamb is repeatedly sacrificed over and over and over and over again to show man's sin and the need for a savior until God sends a final lamb, his lamb, the lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sin and for my sin, if you have asked him for the forgiveness of your sin. And Jesus goes and dies on that cross. And we have, here in the middle of our Bible, that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tells us about Jesus and about what he did and how he fulfills all the things that are said about him in the Old Testament. And then we have how we need to live as a result of what Jesus has died for us on the cross. It is all about Jesus. If God exists, if he really exists, and if he wants to make himself known to us, then he has to tell us about himself because there is no way we would know otherwise, is there? There is no way we would be able to find out about God if he is so great and so much higher than us and is able to make everything. There is no way we would know about him unless he tells us about himself. And God has chosen to do that. He has chosen to tell us about himself through this book that he has given us, through his word. God chose to reveal himself to the world in this book. If you think it is made up, read it for yourself. Read it for yourself. Read it all the way through. Um, uh, took a class to a church once, class of school children, 11 years old, and one of the children asked the, the minister, she said, have you read the Bible all the way through? And he said, no, he said, it's not meant to be read like that. You just dip into it and read little bits when you want to. Read it all the way through, okay? Read it all the way through. It's a great book. You can read it over and over and over and over and over again, and you'll still never get to the bottom of it, and it'll still say different things to you. Every time you read it, every time you hear the story, it tells you something different, something new, something you haven't seen before. 
John wrote this account so that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you might have life in his name. Uh, he wasn't going to gain from what he wrote. He's not going to gain financially from what he wrote. He's stuck on an island uh, in exile because of what he wrote, because of what he believed. The other apostles, they weren't going to gain anything from what he wrote. They weren't going to gain any fame, any fortune, nothing at all. Okay, they're just going to be persecuted for what they write. There's nothing of earthly gain in here. Okay, there's nothing of earthly gain in here for you and for me, apart from knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and knowing God. Jesus said to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. If you have believed today, that's you. Okay, that is you. You are blessed. You are blessed because the Holy Spirit has come and made Jesus known to you. He has opened up this book so that when you read it, it speaks of Jesus and you see Jesus in it. You are blessed because you have had your sin forgiven and you know what it is to have peace with God. You are blessed because you are adopted into God's family. You are a child of God this morning. You are blessed because you have a home in heaven waiting for you. You are blessed because you will have a resurrected body. You are blessed because you will live forever with Christ and God. You are blessed because there will be no more pain. You are blessed because there will be no more suffering. You are blessed because there will be no more death when you see Jesus and when you meet with him. You are blessed because your future is guaranteed. It is sealed by the Holy Spirit that God has sent to us, that Jesus has sent to us. If you are a Christian this morning, you are truly blessed. Whatever life throws at you, you are blessed because you can rest on the Lord Jesus Christ. I trust that you will all be found in him today. Amen. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Saviour's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. You know, if you were the only sinner in the world, Jesus would have still come and died for you to let you be right with God. You know? Died he for me who caused his pain. You may think, I didn't cause him much pain, but he hung on our cross in eternity and hell for you and for me. Thank you.